What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Villanos, a.k.a. Coach V, and this is episode 237, week two of the 2023 NAIA Women's Flag Football season. This is actually the second recap we are doing, and so uh, if you want to check out the other one, go ahead and check out episode 235, but I am recording this on February 25th. 2023 we are covering all the games from february 23rd to the 25th here which is what i consider week two and we have some good ones we have some instant classics some great games to go ahead and start the season here and so i'm super excited to talk about that after we recap all the games here we'll also talk about playmaker of the week power rankings and then we'll go ahead and do our outro and before i hop into the recaps i do want to apologize just just a little bit here i think i'm losing my voice i'm not gonna lie it's not a vocal fry thing i'm not doing this on purpose or whatever it's just how it sounds and this is probably the best i could do so i really apologize on that but without further ado let's go ahead and hop into the first recap here So the first game I want to talk about is Weber versus Kaiser, a matchup of number three Kaiser versus number four Weber here. So you already know this will be a good one. And I felt like it definitely lived up to expectations. To start, Weber got the football. They started on offense here after a quick first down where Wilson checked it down to her running back Malia Domingo. They would eventually go three and out here uh kaiser would force two more checkdowns and then go ahead and force an incompletion that was meant for breeze robinson so on fourth down they would go ahead and punt it now to start the offensive drive for kaiser here by the way there's a 944 left here they came out a little bit sloppy here on the first play Roden would try to flip it but it got tipped at the line that was almost intercepted uh at intercepted it was an incompletion though Then after that, Roden tried to go over the middle, but the ball was too high, and so now it brings up third down and long here. But no worries, Jasmine Roden goes ahead, drops back, and finds the freshman standout. Sophia Caprio down the left sideline makes a big-time 30-yard reception for the first down and near midfield. Not quite past it just yet. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Jasmine Roden right on the next play would roll out right and throw a beautiful pass on the run to Marissa Rubino, the transfer who catches it down the right sideline and gets loose and walks into the end zone on a huge touchdown pass. That was probably 30, 40 yards on that one, but just an excellent splash play to get things started. Then on the extra point, Molina Trinidad would make the catch giving Kaiser the early 7-0 lead. However, they're trying to respond back, and here's what happens. After two short checkdowns, bringing up, or quick checkdowns, bringing up third and short, Sam Wilson, the quarterback, dials a deep ball to the freshman, Caitlin Sigmundi, who gets a step and catches a great football here for a long 30-plus yard gain, not only for the first down, but past midfield. That is something that Weber really needed there. And right after that, a play later, I believe Sigmundy catches another great pass here. This time, it was on a short little drag route, I think, and she toe-tapped it in. That would give them enough yardage to go ahead and put Weber 
in the red zone for the first time this day and in the game. Now a couple plays later, they get a good gain here by throwing it to Caleb Burrows on the out route, who makes a couple people miss and gets really close to scoring, but is ultimately brought down just short. And so it's fourth down, fourth and short here, maybe a yard or two to go. And so on fourth down, they go ahead and give the ball to Caitlin Sigmundy on what looks like to be a jet sweep, but then Caitlin Sigmundy throws it to Caleb Burrows for the touchdown here. Very creative play calling by coach Molesky and this Weber coaching staff here to go ahead and give Weber a chance to tie it up but unfortunately on the conversion it was deflected by Kaiser so Kaiser still has the seven to six lead here when they get the ball back still with about four minutes left in the first quarter now after the early incompletion on first down thanks to pressure from Jada Dillard of Weber Roden will then pass it to Haley Young. It looks like it's about to be a double pass, but then Haley Young gives it back to Jasmine Roden, who then passes it to Kennedy Foster over the middle for a first down on a 10-yard gain or so. But then right after that, Roden dials up another one to Kennedy Foster on the hitch route, who goes ahead and gets the first down across midfield. It looked like Weber blitzed on this play, and so... It, honestly just looked like kennedy foster was the hot read here and she was pretty open and had a lot of room to go ahead and get that first down so already kaiser is rolling after that rodent throws it to the quarterback haley young who goes ahead and gets them five or so yards it looks like so here we go, second down. They run this triple pass again here. Roden to Young, Young to Roden. But this time Roden is forced to run it. But Kayla Burrows is there to go ahead and make a great flag pull, dropping her short, uh, forcing a third down situation. And so just before the second quarter, this is the last play of the first here. Roden throws a high throw over the middle to Adriana Rodriguez, who comes down with this one and gets the first down. This would also be enough to go ahead and put them in the red zone. And so that's where Kaiser starts here in the second quarter. Now with a fresh set of downs, Weber is looking to make a stop here, and they definitely do their best. On the first play, Roden on the right uh, tries to throw it here, but Kayla Burrows actually gets a hand on it, and it actually looks like she intercepts this one, but she runs to her own teammate, and so the football is dislodged. So regardless still though, it's an incompletion, forcing second down. Second down, Roden then tries to throw it down the right sideline, but it is deflected. That forces third down here. On third down, Jasmine Roden, she feels the pressure, but is sacked by Weber's Jasmine Flash Henry. That forces a fourth down here in the red zone. And so here's what Kaiser calls up. They go ahead and run out Haley Young out there to combat this pass rush by Weber, who has been doing a pretty good job so far. And they try to attempt the triple pass. Roden goes to Young. Uh, Young throws it back to Roden, trying to buy some time. Eventually, Roden is forced to throw it into the end zone to uh, try to aim here for Sophia Caprio. But Hayden Roop is there, and the pass is deflected. Uh, well, slash overthrown, and it is a turnover on downs. Great stop here by this Weber defense um, against a very good Kaiser offense that seemed to be on fire to start here. Now, 
to start this offensive drive. Sam Wilson finds Caleb Burrows on the throw, right? Who makes a great extension catch, by the way, all hands, and gets some more yards, giving them a first down to work with. Now, after that, there's an incompletion on what looks like to be a flip pass that makes it second down. On second down, Wilson, she goes over the middle. It looks like a post route to Caitlin Sigmundy, but just a very uncharacteristic drop here. Accurate pass, great pass, but just an uncharacteristic drop that brings up third down. And here on third down, Wilson, she throws the drag route to Breeza Robinson, who then fakes the pitch, which is really important because this freezes the defense for maybe a half a second. And then she goes ahead and accelerates, break loose, and gets that first down here um, across midfield. And that was about a 20 or so yard gain, a big play to keep this drive alive. So here we go. They're just outside the red zone with that first down. Uh, or with that play giving them a first down and short here, maybe two or three yards. Wilson on first down finds Caleb Burrows on the curl in between the zones. Just a great throw here. Who goes ahead and gives them another first down, which would put them in the red zone, their second trip of the day. Now a drop pass would bring up second down. And so here on second down, Wilson rolls out left and actually comes back and throws over the middle uh over to the middle of the field to denise garcia who is just down on the one here a little bit of a risky pass but a very good play by sam wilson here and so after that wilson then tries to throw the drag route to bar to garcia but this one is broken up by kaiser defender samaya bryant that forces fourth and one here so this is an opportunity for weber to potentially take the lead so it's very important that they get this so here's what happens wilson throws the swing to throws the swing route excuse me to a running back malia domingo who tries to juke but kaiser they go ahead and grab her clothes here can't do that in flag call holding on kaiser and so they repeat fourth down here the uh, position of the football doesn't really change since it's basically fourth and one and so here we go another chance here wilson tries to throw it to breeza robinson who is uh running the drag route but she's not quite deep enough on her route she's maybe a yard to a yard and a half just a little bit short kind of running that uh end zone line there instead of being inside the end zone and so when she catches it her flag is immediately pulled here and that's a turnover on downs it's a game of inches sometimes and so this was a very good stop by kaiser turnover on downs here by the way kaiser still leads seven to six with about four minutes 11 seconds left in this game and so here's what happened still some time to cook Roden tries to come back to her check down here after going through her reads but it's actually almost intercepted by breeza robinson not quite though and so it brings up a second down here on second down Roden then scrambles out Pitches it to Emma Wagman, who goes ahead, gets a couple yards, but not enough for the first down. It's third down. Here on third down, Roden then tries to roll out right again. Kind of feels the pressure again from Jasmine Henry and throws it to Adriana Rodriguez. But Henry really forced the incompletion on this one because the ball was a little inaccurate. And so just like that, Kaiser goes three and out and they punt it. And so Weber 
once again has the football with a chance to go ahead and take the lead with 2 minutes 33 seconds here left in the first half. And so here we go first and short on the edge of the red zone after a nice little return. Wilson hits Caleb Burrows on the check down who gets a yard that brings up second down. After the 2 minute warning, Sam Wilson then rolls out left, pitches it to Breeza Robinson who goes ahead and gets the first down. That would put them in the red zone once more here for the third time today. And so on first down, Wilson would then throw the drag route back to Breeza Robinson, who then pitches it to Hayden Roop, who gets loose for five or so yards, making it second down on a nice little gain. Uh, on second down here, though, in the red zone, Wilson feeling the pressure. Pitches it to Caitlin Sigmundy, who is basically tackled right away or a flag is pulled right away. Maybe gets a yard or so. Minimum gain, though, so it's third down here. Uh, but right before they call the play, they go ahead and call a timeout. At this point, there's about 51 seconds left. So out of the timeout, Sam Wilson then throws it to Bria Cam, who then pitches it to the running back, Malia Domingo, who is then stopped short uh, for another short gain. This brings up fourth down here and so weber they go ahead and run down this clock just a little bit here call a timeout with about 11 seconds left uh so that this will probably be the last play of the game and so here we go fourth down they're in the red zone here wilson tries to throw the quick out to hayden roop but and i'm just gonna be honest i'm kind of i'm watching this stream right and it looks like hayden roop either falls down or gets pushed well regardless she falls down but it looks like maybe there's a little bit of an extension there they don't call it it's probably a pi but regardless it's called incomplete and a turnover on downs a little suspect i'm not gonna lie but it is what it is uh that basically brings up halftime score is seven to six kaiser leading going into this to the second half now to start the second half here, Kaiser actually gets the ball with a chance to extend this lead, but Weber plays excellent defense here. Uh, Roden on first down is forced to throw the check down, but it is deflected at the line, so that's incomplete. It's second down. Right on, right after that, on second down, Roden feels more pressure from Jasmine Henry, uh, but she is then forced to throw it to Chloe Griffin. Gets the ball there, but it is dropped. A little uncharacteristic uh, from her, and so now it's third and six. Here on third down, Roden is then forced outright. Once again, feeling the pressure, all three downs. Throws a deep to Molina Trinidad, but it is deflected. Kaiser. Goes an uncharacteristic three and out, and they are forced to punt it. And not only are they forced to punt it, but it's a really bad punt. Uh, Malia Domingo actually catches it or downs it just 10 yards away, if that. Uh, so not really even a change in positioning. It's maybe a five or 10 yard change in positioning here. And so here we go. Wilson checks it down to Malia Domingo. That gets them the first down. That also puts them in the red zone. That's how close they were to the red zone already. So, there you go. Now, after that, Kaiser's defense applies some pressure. Forces the check down pass, which is eventually uh, pulled at the line of scrimmage. That brings up second down here. On second down, Wilson tries to throw what looks like a corner route to Breeza Robinson. 
but it is ruled incomplete and apparently it was a really bad pi or at least the announcers were like kind of they were very reactive to that play i would say and we're saying it was a pi i did not see it because it was just outside of the camera's frame there so it is what it is but anyways after that wilson then throws it to breezer robinson who pulls the holding call kaiser holds her again and so that moves them up that makes it a pretty manageable third and one here and so here's what ha happens uh, wilson is rushed uh by pellegrino who gets a hand uh, who gets her hands on Sam and it looks like it's about to be a sack here to be honest with you but she grabs her jersey and so that's another holding call that's a repeated third down and so on third down Sam Wilson finds Hayden Roop on the drag route who catches the touchdown and also gives Weber the 12 to 7 lead now they're not able to get the conversion here because of the pressure but Weber still maintains a 12 to 7 lead here with about seven minutes eight seconds left in the third quarter and so trying to get something going here's what happens for Kaiser uh Jasmine Roden finds Adriana Rodriguez on the drag route who gets a short gain it's still second down though uh, on second down, Roden goes back to Rodriguez on what looks like to be another drag route. This time, she gets about 10 yards and a first down, extending this drive. Now, on first down, Weber brings the pressure as Roden gets it to Wagonman here on what looks like to be the check down, who then pitches it, uh, but Nadia Arroyo does pull her flag before she's able to do that. It's maybe a gain of one. Good defense by Weber. So second down here, Roden then finds Kennedy Foster on the slant, makes a nice snag, goes ahead and gets them a first down. That also gets them across midfield. Kaiser is going. Now, unfortunately, all that momentum is absolutely killed by just a really low snap that just hits the ground here. And because there's no fumbles and flag football, it is down where the ball hits. They lose at least 10 yards, and they are pushed back past midfield once again here. So not a good job there. Uh, kind of kills the vibes. So here on second down, Rodin trying to get some of that back. Uh, finds, uh, or sorry, she rolls out left, uh, feeling the pressure from Jada Dillard, and tries to find a receiver, but is forced to basically throw it away. So now it's third down here. They go ahead and bring out Haley Young potentially trying to give them more time here to throw because this Weber pass rush is really getting to them and so on third down Roden throws it to Young Young throws it back to Roden and then Roden tries to throw it deep here I believe to Kennedy Foster but it's not the greatest throw it's pretty underthrown and Hayden Roop would go ahead and rise and intercept this one winning the 1v1 but not only does she win it but it, she's off to the races here with the football as her flag is not pulled and she's weaving in and out eventually gets down the right sideline here in a dead sprint towards the end zone and Kaiser takes some pretty good angles but Hayden Roop with the 99 acceleration and 99 top end speed brings this one 
to the house for a pick six here. Weber taking a dominant 18 to 7 lead here. Uh, the extra point is no good, but they still have the big time lead and the chance to potentially beat Kaiser for the first time in program history. And so here we go. Uh, Weber feeling themselves. There's about 2 minutes, 10 seconds left. Kaiser, they want to get something going before they hit the fourth quarter here. And so here's what they do. They start feeding the beast, Kennedy Foster. Quick throw on first down. She gives them a first down. Right after that, Roden will throw an incompletion. But after that play on second down, goes back to Kennedy Foster on a little bit of a deep curl route here. Who gets them a nice game. Now it's third and four. And so here we go. Roden finds Kennedy Foster again on third down on a short little out route. Who gets them another first down across midfield here. Kennedy Foster and Jasmine Roden. Uh, really heating up here uh, going into the fourth quarter and in the fourth quarter first down cross midfield Jasmine Roden scrambles does get tackled behind basically for a nice gain but the flag is thrown for unnecessary roughness that makes it first down and short they're on the edge of the red zone here and so Haley Young actually goes in for a brief play here uh, throws it to Kennedy Foster who makes an excellent catch on the curl route uh, which goes ahead and gives them another first down, this time in the red zone here. Kennedy Foster giving them every first down on this drive so far, really just coming alive and becoming almost unguardable. And so, here we go, fresh set of downs, Jasmine Roden goes back in after the brief uh, substitution there. And she pitches it to Emma Wagonman, who then pitches it to Kennedy Foster, maybe gets a yard it's not that exciting Weber is there for it so yeah but it's second down uh here Jasmine Roden then checks it down to Emma Wagaman one more time this time she gets about five or so yards now it's third down so here we go third down Jasmine Roden rolls out left and then pitches it to the drag route to Adriana Cavallotti, who basically walks in for an easy touchdown. Some of this Weber defense got sucked in and just left Adriana Cavallotti pretty wide open, uh, running the opposite way of Jasmine Roden. And so now it's 18 to 13. Weber, they still have the lead though uh, before the conversion. And so here we go. They are going for what looks like to be one here. And Jasmine Roden. Throws it over the middle. This is a great football, by the way. And it gets to Sofia Caprio, who makes the catch. That makes it an 18-14 game, just like that. Kaiser is knocking on that door. And there is plenty of time left. There's about nine minutes left here in the fourth quarter. By the way, great effort by uh, Kennedy Foster and Jasmine Roden. Just hooking up, basically, for every first down. Well, every first down on that drive to go ahead and set up the touchdown. But Weber, they are in control here. They're trying to use up some time. They're probably trying to get one more score as well to really put this one away. So here's what happens. Wilson on the power option. Pitches it to Malie Domingo. That gets them a first down. There's about 8 minutes 40 seconds left here in the game at this point. After that, Wilson throws the hitch route. 
but it's slightly inaccurate here, a little behind, and it's dropped. So that brings up second down, where this time Wilson feels the pressure from Kaiser and their pass rush, and she's forced to check it down to Domingo, who gets some five or so yards. Now it's third and ten here, and on third down, Wilson is forced out of the pocket once more and scrambles, but they go ahead and pull her flag before she gets the first down. Weber basically is forced to punt it. I don't think it's close enough for them to really go for it here, and it's probably the right decision. And so there's about seven minutes, six seconds left when Jasmine, Roden, and this Kaiser offense gets the football. Here's what happens. Roden rolls out right, throwing towards the sideline, and Chloe Griffin makes a nice toe-tap catch, gives them a first down. Uh, that game goes for about 10 or so yards. After that, Roden throws the out route to Sofia Caprio, who gets a nice gain, making it second and itches near midfield here. Now, unfortunately, there's an incomplete pass right after that. Looks like it was a miscommunication there. That brings up third down, where Jasmine Roden breaks the pocket out left, who then pitches it to Sofia Caprio on the drag route, who then pitches it to Emma Wagman, who goes ahead and gets the first down on a nice gain of 10 yards across midfield here, getting these first downs no matter the play. And so right after that, Roden tries to throw the post over the middle here, but Caleb Burroughs gets a hand on the pass here. Might have had a chance to intercept it, but it is a bit too high there. Brings up second down after the deep shot throw. And so here on second, Roden then tries to find Adriana Rodriguez on the drag route. But unfortunately, that is a drop. A pretty bad one at that. That brings up a third down here where Roden tries to go deep to Chloe Griffin down the right sideline and she is not guarded at all. A miscommunication in the defense and she gets a huge first down and when they finally get her flag, the damage is done there. It's a 20-yard reception on a play where Weber just does not guard Chloe Griffin at all there and that's a mistake and that also puts them in the red zone with a chance to win this game as the clock is running down here and it's becoming an issue uh, for, well, I would say more for Weber. Kaiser has plenty of time. And so here's what happens on first down. Roden runs left and then pitches it to Adriana Cavallotti, gets up a nice gain of five or so yards. Uh, that makes it second and ten, by the way. And so on second and ten, Roden then throws the drag route to Sofia Caprio, who gets a nice gain of almost ten here, but is down just on the one. So here we go. It's third and one. Ronan runs for the end zone. She's running uh, towards the left side here, but Jasmine Henry beats her to the pylon with a big-time diving flagpole that stops her short. A huge defensive play for Weber here. So now that brings up fourth down, and Kaiser elects to basically run down the clock all the way as far as they can, making, and before calling a timeout, obviously, making this the for sure last play of the game. Fourth down, all or nothing here. Weber with a chance for the upset. Kaiser with a chance for the comeback. Here is what happened on the last play of the game coming out of the timeout. Jasmine Roden drops back, finds Kennedy Foster over the middle on the drag route touchdown. Great throw. 
great catch as well. Kaiser wins 20-18 with Kennedy Foster catching the walk-off touchdown. One of the few to happen in women's flag football here. And this was a big-time win for Kaiser. Kaiser wins this game 20-18 coming back from down 18-7 here early in the fourth quarter to winning it and it, it was an excellent game a lot of props to Weber here uh, I'm gonna talk more about Weber probably in the power rankings but Weber played a heck of a football game this game got really close. They were really close to deflecting that ball too, it felt. But Roden puts a lot of power and a great spin on this one to go ahead and make this one a Kaiser dub here. And Kennedy Foster, reliable as ever, just coming through uh, on that first play after the pick six, giving them all, the, all those first downs. And then on the next play or the next drive after that pick six here which is only the second drive here going in and getting uh that game winning touchdown an excellent performance by kaiser to pull this one out here uh, weber did have their chances to win here i mean they did have two trips to the red zone where they didn't score and so they'll probably be thinking about that but altogether a very good game a game you could expect out of the number three and number four team in the country this was a fun one to watch and call now let's move on here uh the next matchup on that day it was february 23rd by the way when they played but the next matchup on that day was florida memorial versus warner and this would actually be a very good game as well here uh so fmu flomo they would get the ball to start Haley stanton with the start at quarterback goes ahead and finds the stud athlete for florida memorial erica johnson in the flats who gets someone nice gain of 10 or so yards but unfortunately after a couple plays here and after a deep shot downfield on third down they are forced to punt it as warner plays pretty good defense and so here we go warner with the football they start a little cold here they have three straight incompletions the first one was a slant route that was slightly behind the next one was a curl route that was too low and then after that the third down play here looks to be an out route but it was basically thrown out of bounds and so fourth down warner looks like they're trying to go for it here trying to get uh florida memorial to jump off sides doesn't work out so they just end up punting it going three and out there and so here we go florida memorial with the ball back trying to get something going and on the first play haley stanton goes ahead and dials a deep pass down the right sideline to time lose santos who burns the defense and gets an excellent catch too for a 40-ish yard touchdown after that, Haley Stanton would then run in the conversion, taking an early 7-0 lead over Warner here. Uh, a huge play for Florida Memorial. And Santos just getting up there and making the play. And then with the 99 acceleration, getting out of there and getting into the end zone. Love to see that as we get this game going here after some early offensive struggles. And so Warner, they get the ball back with the chance to go ahead and reply back. Here's what happens. 
Madison Tingen finds Amiri Logan on the drag route. That goes ahead and gets him the first down. Boom. After that, Tingen on first down tries to throw the comeback. Slightly overthrown. That brings up second down here. Uh, second down, Tingen hits Jenna Marrero on the quick hitter on the hitch route. Uh, that makes it third down near midfield. That goes for a couple yards, though. And so here we go, third down, Tingen throws it uh, quickly to Cynthia Holmes, her go-to wide receiver, but she's pulled just short. It's now fourth and one, and Warner is going to go for it. And so here we go, fourth down, Tingen finds Holmes on the out route, who goes ahead and gets them first down, uh, gets them a first down past midfield, uh, just like that. Getting this drive going, keeping it going here after that tough three and out. And so here we go, first down, Tingen aims for the post route, but feels a little bit of the pressure here. The throw is too high, that brings up second down after the incompletion here. After that, Tingen tries to throw it over the middle, but it is incomplete. This is just really good defense by Florida Memorial. They were there, they got the pass breakup. And so... It is now third and long here, trying to get something. Tingen throws the curl route, but physical defense forces a pretty tough breakup. And so now it's fourth down, and Warner, they are too far to go ahead and try to go for this one. They have to punt once more. And so Florida Memorial with the lead and the ball with 2 minutes 30 seconds left in the first. Uh, Stanton once again tries to dial up another deep pass to Santos, but this time there are two Warner defenders there. Amiri Logan, I believe, breaks this one up. That brings up second down. Second down here, Stanton throws it to Erica Johnson on the core route, who gets a nice gain of about 10 or so yards after the catch. Love to see that. Third down, Stanton feeling the pressure, scrambles, goes ahead and actually gets the first down. Past midfield extending this drive here, um, keeping this one alive and giving Florida Morial a chance to potentially go up by two scores. And so here's what happens after that. Haley Stanton finds Kayla McDuffie on the drag route. That goes for a couple of yards. Um, so there you go. And then on second down, Haley Stanton throws it to number eight. That is Howell, who is their other quarterback, who, you know, gets in for a couple plays, whether it's uh, two quarterback sets or whether she's just replacing Haley Stanton because, uh, you know, she is a little bit more mobile, I would say. And so she gets in there. Haley Stanton throws it to Howell, gets a nice 10-yard gain. That brings up third down, though. And here on third down, Stanton takes a deep shot, but number 23, the freshman standout from Panama for Warner, Ana Vincenzini, gets the interception for Warner. That's kind of a tough play to have there if you are Florida Memorial. Great play for Warner, who needs something right here. And so here we go, Warner. They have the football. They go ahead and throw it deep to Homs. But number seven, Amelia Smith for Flomo is there to break up this pass. That brings up second down here where Tingen then finds Amiri Logan for a short gain on the curl route. Not a first down though. And so that's obviously a third down here where Tingen would eventually throw the drag route to Trinity, to Trinity, excuse me, Kieran, who gets the first down. But they also throw a holding penalty on Florida Memorial that would eventually 
give them enough yards to take Warner past the midfield in addition to a new set of downs. So not exactly the best uh, play there, but still first down to extend this drive. That's what you want. But right after that, Madison Tingen takes a shot downfield to Cynthia Holmes. It's in 1v1. Erica Johnson is there. And Erica Johnson this time wins the 1v1 here. Uh, gets better positioning and gets the interception for Florida Memorial to go ahead and kill that drive. So there you go. Basically traded interceptions there. And so Florida Memorial, they have the ball. And here's what happens. Uh, on first down, it's an incompleted pass. Second down, Stanton throws to the flats to Onisha Gibbs, who gets them the first down. Stanton then throws the curl route to Santos, who grabs it. That makes it second down after a nice little gain there. And then on second down, they call a direct snap to the running back, Kayla McDuffie. She gets them a couple yards, not enough for the first down. And so here we go, it's third down and on third down they go ahead and put Howell out there Stanton throws it to Howell Howell gives it back to Stanton but unfortunately this pass is dropped by Stanton and so FMU is forced to punt it here and so here we go Warner they take over just past midfield and here's what happened Madison Tingen throws it to Jenna Marrero who takes off and gets a nice gain of five or so yards second down Madison Tingen dumps it to Gene to Gianna Wong who makes a couple people miss here and gets the first down putting them in the red zone a great play for a check down play here by Gianna here and so here we go fresh set of downs in the red zone Tenjin throws the comeback route to Amiri Logan that will give them six or seven yards here second down Madison Tenjin goes over the middle to Cynthia Homs was pretty well covered and so she's not able to bring this one in that brings up third down here and on third down madison tingen throws it to the back of the end zone and number 23 anna vincencini gets the touchdown excellent catch by her and makes it a seven to six game here fmu still with the lead before the extra point when tingen goes ahead and takes care of that lofts it up to the left side here and anna vincencini goes ahead and mosses whoever was that defender and gets the conversion now it is seven to seven it's a tied game here but fmu does get the football back with a chance to retake that lead so here's what hap here's what happens haley stanton scrambles for the first down but unfortunately they call a penalty on florida memorial i couldn't tell what the penalty was but regardless the play comes back Second down, Stanton tries to throw it down the left sideline. This time it is deflected. That brings up third down here where Stanton goes ahead and scrambles and gets the first down for Florida Memorial, extending this drive here, which is something they really needed to, uh, you know, potentially retake that lead. And so on first down, they attempt the double pass here. Howell then tries to find Gibbs deep. But unfortunately, the pass is just a little bit too low. And so it is incomplete there. And so second down here, uh, they go ahead and attempt that double pass again, I believe. And Howell this time finds Caleb McDuffie. 
but Anna Vincentini and Allison, I believe, Mangiati gets a big deflection. That brings up third down here in a tough situation. And so here we go, third down. Haley Stanton gets the ball, throws it to Howell, who eventually is forced to scramble. But she goes ahead and gets the first down past midfield on a nice 15 or so yard gain. And then following that, Haley Stanton throws it to number nine, Ronisha Gibbs, over the middle on a nice little throw there. That gives them another first down on a 15-ish yard gain once more. And this time, they are in the red zone. Flomo is cooking with some fire here. They got a lot of momentum looking to go ahead and retake that lead. But here's what happens on first down. Stanton throws it to Howell, who then throws it to McDuffie, Caleb McDuffie, over the middle on the dig, who gets at least 10 yards, so a good gain there. And then it is second down here. They go ahead and direct snap it to Caleb McDuffie, the running back, who runs it up the middle and gets them the touchdown. FMU is able to retake the lead. They go up 13 to 7. Uh, the conversion is stopped short there. But regardless, they still got the lead uh, just before halftime here. But Warner, they will get the ball with, uh, it looks like, at least a minute or two left here. Some time to make something happen. And so here's what happens on the first play. It's called incomplete to Vincencini. But they do call a P.I. pass interference on Florida Memorial. And so that would go ahead and give Warner a first down to start this drive. And so after that, they throw the out route to Cynthia Homs. Gets them about five yards there and also gets them another first down. So two first downs in a row here. Madison Tingen then throws it deep to Anna Vincencini, who makes an excellent grab and gets them another first down, this time near uh, midfield here. And that went for about 20 or so yards. And so here we go. Madison Tingen uh, finds Trinity Kieran on the drag route, gets them about another 10 yards before stepping out of bounds. That's a first down past midfield. Uh, Warner, you know, getting some yardage here, but, you know, Florida Memorial playing kind of off here, playing uh, with some space, just making sure that they go ahead and pull the flag here, but definitely playing farther away from the wide receiver and just keeping everything in front of them but after that first down here's what happens Madison Tingen then finds uh Cynthia Holmes on the quick seam route gets about 15 or so yards on this first down play which also puts them in the red zone but at this point there's maybe time for one play here and for that one play here's what happens Madison Tingen tries to go deep to Anna Vincencini once more but Taimalu Santos is there for the big breakup and sends this one to halftime at Florida Memorial with the 13-7 lead here. If I'm not mistaken, I believe this is the first time they've led going into halftime this season so far uh, out of the three games they played. So um, obviously lots of improvement here. And that was big time getting that touchdown to go ahead and take that lead. But here in the third quarter, Warner starts with the football here. And here's what happens. Madison Tingen finds Amiri Logan on the post route who goes for 30 plus yards past midfield for the first down. Huge play for Warner to start here. Also, very good throw by Madison Tingen to get the party started. And the party continues as she finds her number one wide receiver, Cynthia Holmes, on the out route. That gets them five or so yards. After that, 
Tinjin goes back to Homs, who also draws a flag here. I believe it's a holding call here on Florida Memorial. And that would not only give them the first down, but it would put Warner in the red zone just like that. Warner off to a hot start to start the second half. And that continues as Tinjin tries to go deep here to Amiri Logan. But it is just slightly overthrown, I believe. It is incomplete. Second down, Tinjin then gets back on track. Throws the curl route to Amiri Logan, who gets about four or five yards. That brings up third down here, where Tinjin then throws it up to Homs. Uh, but unfortunately, it just goes back out the end zone, uh, out the back of the end zone, excuse me. And so that brings up fourth down here. On fourth down, Madison Tinjin sticks it in the pocket and throws an excellent ball on the dig route to Cynthia Homs, who scores the touchdown. Uh, and this was a nice 15 to 20 yard throw here. And so just like that, it is tied before the extra point. And on the extra point, Tinjin throws it to the back of the end zone and Homs makes a nice toe tap catch for the conversion and the lead leading now 14 to 13 now florida memorial they have a chance to go ahead and pull ahead here once more and retake the lead but unfortunately cynthia homs gets the flagpole on the scramble here by Haley stanton uh, i don't believe she tackles her for loss it looks like she gets her right at the line of scrimmage so that goes for no gain second down stanton throws it up but number 24, Amiri Logan almost intercepts this one. But it kind of looks like she lands out of bounds here. And so if she didn't land out of bounds, then she probably would have for sure intercepted. Doesn't matter though, as on third down, Stanton would try to throw it to the flat. But this one is just dropped. It's not FMU's drive here. And so they go through and out and give Warner the ball back with 6 minutes 35 seconds left in the third quarter. Plenty of time to work with if you are both Warner and Florida Memorial. Now, Warner with the ball. Madison Tingen checks it down to Trinity Karen. She goes ahead and gets them a first down pass midfield. That goes for about 10 yards. Good play there. After that, Tingen finds Homs. That goes for a short gain. Brings up second down where she then throws it to Trinity Kieran, who then tries to pitch it, but... I mean, it was too high of a pitch anyways. This one goes out of bounds. That brings up third down and short here. Pretty manageable here, and this is what happens. Madison Tingen tries to throw it to... Uh, tries to throw to Chanel Harrison, but Amelia Smith goes ahead and breaks it up for Florida Memorial. That forces a fourth down play here. And on fourth down, Madison Tingen finds Alexi Mosley on the curl route. That goes ahead and gives them a first down and puts them in the red zone. That is a tough one to give up if you are Florida Memorial. But no worries, a low throw on first down would be incomplete. Second down would not be any better as she feels some of the pressure from Watson, who basically forces this incompletion. That brings up third down where she does find Cynthia Homs, but Santos is there for the quick flag pull. That brings up fourth down here. And on fourth down, Tingen 
throws it to Homs in the end zone, but it's a little high, and so it is incomplete here. And Florida Memorial makes a good stand there in the red zone, getting the ball back with about a minute left in the third, only trailing by one point. After the direct snap to Caleb McDuffie, who gets a couple yards, it's second down where Haley Stanton pitches it, it looks like, to Howell, the other quarterback, who gets the first down, uh, which is very, it felt unconventional at the time, but, you know, if it works, it works. After that, there's a direct snap to Kayla McDuffie. She gets another four or six yards uh, there, uh, just getting a lot of yards on these direct snaps I'm seeing, but they're running the ball pretty well with her. Anyways, it's second down. They tried the double pass here. Howell, unfortunately, throws an incompletion. That brings up third down. And then, once again, they try the double pass again, I believe. Howell throws it to number four, Erica Johnson, who catches it. But it looks like she steps out of bounds. And so, they have to punt it here. And that's where the fourth quarter takes place. Warner with the ball just behind mid field and so to start the fourth quarter they go ahead and throw in jenna marrero at quarterback which is interesting here and so marrero at quarterback throws it to number 17 lexi mosley who almost gets the first down near midfield doesn't matter though as they would eventually get it by jenna marrero throwing it over the middle on the drag to trinity kieran who gives them a first down past midfield Following that play, Marrero evades the pressure, then goes ahead and scrambles, gets them about 7 or 8 yards, bringing up 2nd down. Unfortunately, on 2nd down, though, it is an incompletion on a check down throw. I don't know why it was easily that missed, but it was. Anyways, brings up 3rd down here, and on 3rd down, Madison Tingen goes back in, which is really interesting, and then she throws it over the middle to Amiri Logan, who is wide open for the touchdown, just not covered at all it looks like a miscommunication in the defense and just like that warner extends their lead 20 to 17 before the conversion and on the conversion tingen finds her high school teammate lexi mosley on the out route making it a 21 to 13 lead here still an eight point game there is still a chance for florida memorial to tie it uh because i believe they could still go for three here so definitely not out of reach and so here's what happens stanton runs and gets the first down boom there you go um following that there is an incompletion on an overthrown football, so obviously hate to see that, but no worries. Uh, they go ahead and try the double pass one more time here, and Howell finds Josiah Christie, who snags the catch here. Great catch, and then gets past midfield for about a 10 or so yard gain, giving them a first down here. And so here's what happens after that. Stanton then finds Howell one more time, who makes Cynthia Homs miss on a nice little move, and then goes ahead and scrambles for about six or seven yards here. Uh, looks like Florida Memorial at this point is committing to the two-quarterback system because it's been working really well for them so far this game. Both quarterbacks making plays here. And so here we go. Following that, they go ahead and do the double pass. Howell with the ball finds Santos. Deep, who makes a nice sideline catch that puts them in the red zone, also giving them a first down. Great toe tap catch here, and just a huge play that goes ahead and makes them about, uh, I would say, 
ten or so yards, probably shorter. It actually five or so yards, maybe less from the end zone there. I think that's more of an accurate estimation. By the way, that play uh, going for about fifteen to twenty, and here we go in the red zone on the first play. They go ahead and call a direct snap to Caleb McDuffie, who just runs it up the middle and gets a big time touchdown for Florida Memorial. At this time, they are only trailing 19 to 21 in this game here. Now, I think I misspoke and I accidentally said uh, they could go for three to tie it. If they go for three, they could win it. If they go for two, though, they tie it. And so that's what they do here, going for two. They attempt the double pass, and uh, Howell here ends up trying to scramble, but Anna Vincenzini gets a great diving pull to go ahead and get her flag and maintain the lead for Warner here, despite Florida Memorial getting a good drive downfield. And so at this point, there is about four minutes left here. And this is what Warner wants to do. They want to take up as much of the clock as possible, if not potentially score again. And so they go ahead and put Jenna Marrero in at quarterback, who then runs a designed quarterback run and gets maybe two yards thanks to a great flagpole by Kayla McDuffie. After that, Marrero throws to Homs, but McDuffie is there for another flagpole, forcing that to be just a short gain there, um, unfortunately. But it does go for a first down here. Following that, Joanne Gilmore of Florida Memorial gets some pressure on Jen Marrero, and that forces an incomplete pass. Second down here, Marrero tries to throw the slant to Homs, but it is just too high here. That brings up third down, where they go ahead and put Madison Tingen back in here. And Florida Memorial gets a lot of pressure on Madison Tingen, forces kind of a tough throw. That goes incomplete. Now it is fourth down here, and Warner has to punt it. And so FMU, with a chance to win this game, takes over just behind midfield with just under two minutes left, I believe. It's a minute 54 seconds left here, and here's what happens. Stanton takes off on a scramble. It's about three or so yards. It's second down. On second down, Stanton and Howe try to basically throw it back and forth here. Can't even call it a double pass or triple pass, but eventually the rush gets there, and they go ahead and down. I believe it was Stanton, and that counts for a sack. That goes for a loss of about three or four yards there. Uh, nobody getting open downfield, I guess. And this Warner defense just being relentless in their pursuit. So good defense by Warner here. But anyways, third down. And, you know, obviously you lost some yards here. They go ahead and attempt a double pass. Stanton goes to Howell. Howell under pressure finds number 19, Ty Malou Santos. Once again across the field for a huge first down past the midfield. That is big time. Um, she was basically, Howell was on the left sideline, and she threw all the way over to the right sideline to complete this pass here. But this was definitely a play they needed to keep, the, keep this drive alive here. And so, on first down, they call direct snap to McDuffie. Gets them a couple of yards there. Maybe not the play I would call. 
just because you know you're running out of time and so it's second down clock is running uh they are on the edge of the red zone here so they're pretty close stanton decides to scramble gets about three or so yards it's now third and short maybe third and one here and so here's what happens uh stanton gets a snap they then throw the swing route to Howell, who's in motion, um, and she is looking to make a pass, but then Allison Mangiotti gets a huge sack to force fourth down, which is a great read by her to make a play and uh, put a lot of pressure on FMU, and at this point, not only is it fourth down, but there's also five seconds left here. Uh, you also lost, like, uh, almost six to seven maybe eight yards on that one so you're pushed back pretty uh far more than you probably wanted and so they go ahead and put Howell in at quarterback and she takes a deep shot into the end zone but unfortunately it is out of bounds there and Warner wins a thriller 21 to 19 here great game by Warner um look this was a close game. I mean, Florida Memorial, they rolled with the punches. Unfortunately, it came down to a couple plays here at the end. I mean, they also had that interception at the beginning, but that was kind of canceled out when they got the interception of their own. Then there is that conversion, uh, extra point conversion that they didn't quite get. There are chances for them to win it, and they did a lot to deserve to win this game, but Warner's defense came up huge for them when they needed here. Honestly, there are so many big players. Um, I mean, th this Warner team had uh, a very much a team win here, I would say. It was very much a team win. I mean, so many players contributed here. From Homs to Madison Tingen to Jenna Marrero. Mary Logan did her thing. Lexi Mosley had some big plays at the end. But I think if I had to give a player of the game here and just pick one i think i have to go with anna vincencini obviously she had that first touchdown to go ahead and um basically tie this thing up or give them a chance to tie this thing up but she also had that huge flagpole um on that conversion a diving one to go ahead and maintain that lead and that was a tough pull to make and plus she made so many big defensive plays as well and on offense she's really emerging as a big time player for warner and so i think i gotta go ahead and give it to the freshman here who made some pretty big plays but like i said this was a very much a team win by warner uh they needed players on both sides of the football to make plays not just you know there are two stars there uh, in tension in uh homs and they got that from their team and so they should be really happy with this dub playing a good win here this should be a pretty big confidence booster for warner moving forward all right now let's move on and talk about the kaiser versus thomas game from february 25th 2023 the battle of number two Thomas versus number three Kaiser here uh, in Florida, by the way, the first matchup of the season. And here's how it went down. Basically, nothing happened really in the first half. I will summarize it pretty quickly here. Um, there are no red zone trips for either team. Pretty solid defense for both 
Thomas had opportunities. Uh, they had a dropped pick six. They had a separately dropped interception. Uh, they also had a drive where their quarterback, Alexa Wilson, missed an open wide receiver twice in a row, which eventually resulted in a turnover on downs. Because both of those plays happened on third and fourth down. So that was kind of tough. They were on the edge of the red zone right there. And then for Kaiser, or sorry, and then there is one more play here for uh thomas where wilson i believe had an open wide receiver and it could have been a potential touchdown or a really big chunk play but she just kind of airmailed that one and so there you go those are all the opportunities thomas had kaiser i would say their best opportunity to get on the board or get in the red zone was when it was fourth down uh jasmine roden evades pressure from jada reese who was kind of cooking all day long here especially in this first half uh and you know uh was applying the pressure to roden here but jasmine she goes ahead evades her runs up to the line of scrimmage and launches a beautiful deep pass on the run here pretty much on the money to adriana cavallotti who has a step and this is probably the most perfect thrown ball there but unfortunately she drops it um i don't know if she was expecting it to be right in the bread basket or whatever but that is obviously a huge missed play by kaiser and so going into halftime it's 0-0 and in the third quarter thomas starts with the ball here here's how this goes down wilson throws it to the right sideline to an open nakara brown who clears the first cornerback playing zone and uh, catches the ball in between that corner and the safety that goes for a big 20 plus ish yard gain for a first down near midfield after that alexa wilson rolls out left has a wide open giselle jones but does kind of air this one out and throws it out of bounds it's okay though as on second down wilson checks it down to kiara knight who gets the first down past midfield keeps this thing going here but on top of that they go ahead and throw a penalty on kaiser uh because i think the defender tackled knight here and so they tag on a couple more yards which basically puts them on the edge of the red zone and then here's what happens next wilson throws a wide open out route to nakara brown who's just not covered and she gets a pretty big chunk of yards of over 10 and that's a first down in the red zone so here we go uh thomas in the red zone for the first time first red zone trip for either team uh today here in the third quarter and wilson goes back to nakara brown on the out route again this time it goes for a gain of five second down here on second down wilson then throws a very accurate corner out to giselle jones this was played pretty well relatively well by kaiser but it was a good ball by wilson a really good catch by giselle jones completing that process of a possession there and getting them on the board for the extra point the rollout uh keanu Cole and janae scott and a down the left side basically runs this one in for the conversion making it a seven to zero lead now here's what happens next there's about seven minutes 56 seconds left for kaiser they would go ahead and get the first down Roden throws it out uh throws the comeback out to chloe griffin who makes a great toe tap catch that gets them a first down after that though uh there is a penalty thrown on kaiser i'm not sure what the penalty was they didn't 
really say what the penalties were in this game but a penalty on kaiser pushes them back pretty significantly at least 10 yards and they do find themselves a couple play well i'll play later in a third and 28 situation uh so it's not good but they gotta work with what they got and here's what happens rodin she goes deep to kennedy foster but Aaliyah Wood is there, is able to just get better positioning and gets another interception, I believe her second of the year for the standout freshman. And so that goes ahead and gives Thomas the ball here and kills that drive. Now, here's what happens. There's about three minutes, 15 seconds left. Uh, they are just a little bit past midfield, and so Wilson then throws it on first down uh, to Brittany Delva on the out route, but there is a penalty thrown on Thomas, which pushes them back again, so it's first down once more here, and on this first down, Wilson takes a shot down the right sideline to Kiara Knight, but Lasandra Amore is there to go ahead and force an incompletion. A couple plays later, uh, eventually Wilson feels the pressure, checks it down to Kiana Cole, who then tries to, or she does pitch it back to Wilson, and they get a couple yards, and so it's fourth down here, kind of on the edge of the red zone, I believe, and that's when the quarter ends, and so here we go, fourth down to start the fourth quarter, Thomas has the ball, they're on offense here, here's what happens, um, Wilson drops back and then she tries to go for the splash play here uh, throwing it down the seam but it's pretty well covered on top of that it's also overthrown lucky for them and that makes it a turnover on downs which was just a little bit of a head scratching decision uh, she definitely had receivers open that would have got the first down to extend this drive but you know, that's what happens sometimes when you do have a young quarterback. And so here we go. Kaiser, they have a chance to tie this thing up at least with 11.45 left. And here's how it goes down. Roden on first down, pitches it to Wagman, gets maybe three or so yards. Second down here, Roden feels pressure from Jada Reese, who has been in her face all day long, and she is forced to throw this one away. That brings up third and 10 here, where once again, Jasmine Roden under pressure by Reese is forced to pitch it to Wagaman, who gets maybe three or so yards. Regardless, it's fourth and seven here for Kaiser, and they are forced to punt it. You could tell that Roden obviously didn't want to check it down those two times, but, you know, she it was either that or take the sack. And I don't think Jada Reese had any sacks, but she was definitely making her make those decisions quicker here and forcing the ball out. And so here we go. Thomas, they have the ball, 8.40 left here, here's what happens, Alexa Wilson throws a deep to Kiera Knight, who breaks loose after a miscommunication on the defense, but unfortunately, this drop is just uncharacteristically, I mean, this pass is uncharacteristically dropped by Knight here, so that brings up second down, where Wilson goes deep to Nakara Brown, but Kennedy Foster at safety undercuts it and makes an excellent interception in bounds uh, right around midfield here, injecting life into this Kaiser team here and giving them another chance with 7 minutes 36 seconds left and about half the field to go here. 
And so here is what happened. Uh, on first and one just before midfield, there is a penalty thrown on Kaiser for a delay of game. So it's now first and six. But here's what happens. Jason Roden drops back. Throws it to Kennedy Foster in 101, who rises up and makes a clutch 20-yard catch over her defender. Just a great throw here by Roden and a great play by Kennedy Foster turning up here. That puts them in the red zone for, I believe, the first time today for Kaiser. And it also gives them a fresh set of downs to work with. And so Kaiser is in business, but they still got to get the job done here. And so first down, Roden. Throws it to Emma Wagman, who then pitches it back to Roden, but they do throw a flag for an illegal forward pass here that pushes them back and burns the down. So now it's second down, and they lost some yards. And so here's what happens. Roden then tries to throw the drag route to Adrian Rodriguez, but there's just a great deflection by the Thomas defender getting physical and forcing this to be a third down situation. And here on third down, Roden then takes a shot down the right side to Chloe Griffin, but it's a little inaccurate. It is batted down by a Thomas defender. And so just like that, it is fourth down here. Kaiser has a long way to go, at least 20 or so yards, I would say. And so they call a timeout with 325 left. Now coming at the timeout, here we go. Roden goes ahead, drops back, but Jada Ree supplies pressure. And unfortunately for Kaiser, forces the check down, which, you know, I mean, she wasn't going to go anywhere with it. They go ahead and pull her flag before she runs 20 yards to the house. And so there you go. That is a turnover on downs here. Uh, a very tough play, very tough go for Kaiser. But Jada Reese, I mean, turning up and this Thomas defense playing extremely well to lock up right here in the red zone. And so 320 left, you know what time it is for Thomas. They have been here before. They're going to run down this clock or at least try to. And so with 320 left, Wilson on a design quarterback run goes left, gets maybe three or so yards. That makes it second down where Wilson evades the pressure, but eventually throws it to Brittany Delva, who goes and gets the first down that basically puts this one away here. Thomas would basically run down this clock until they have to punt it. And even after that punt, I mean, Kaiser, they have maybe a second here left to run a play. They try to throw it. Doesn't work out. Thomas wins just like that. 7-0 to zero in an instant classic. Another one to add to the books. And or uh, Thomas has never lost to Kaiser. And Kaiser hasn't beat Thomas yet. And so that record stands for now. But just a great game here couple missed opportunities honestly was a pretty sloppy game uh, by both squads here but you know it's a big time game this is one that's gonna matter when it comes to standings and rankings and whatnot and you know unfortunately for Kaiser Thomas came out uh, on top and their defense played extremely well now for player of the game there were obviously a couple people I could have picked for this Aaliyah Wood being one Giselle Jones being another one to care around being one but I think I'm gonna have to give it to their rusher Jada Reese 
all game long. She was in Jasmine Rodin's face and really forced her to get rid of the ball early and, you know, take some checkdowns and throws that she didn't want to take. But if she didn't, then she was going to get sacked. And so, once again, the defensive playmaker of the year comes up huge for Thomas here, reigning defensive playmaker of the year, by the way. And that's really what made the difference in this game. Now we got one more Sun Conference game to talk about, and that is St. Thomas versus Weber. Uh, that is the number four team in Weber versus the number five team here in St. Thomas. Speaking of St. Thomas, they go ahead and start out with the football here. There's an incompletion that brings up second down, then another low incompletion that brings up third down. Uh, and then after that, Julianne Yulkowski finds Tyler Bryant on the drag route, but she's basically stopped at the line of scrimmage by Breeza Robinson. St. Thomas goes three and out just like that. Those two incompletions at the beginning really hurt the vibe to begin this game. Now, Weber, they basically take over near midfield after the punt, and here's what happens. First down, Wilson pumps, then scrambles for a gain of at least 10 yards for a first down past the midfield here. Good play by Samantha Wilson. After that, Wilson throws a heater to Breeza Robinson on the out route for a solid gain. Um, it's still a second down, though, but it goes for at least six or seven, I want to say. After that, Wilson scrambles a little bit here before pitching it to her running back, Malia Domingo, who goes ahead and gets them the first down and puts them in the red zone for the first time today. So here we go. In the red zone, Wilson finds Domingo again for the short gain on the check down. Second down here. Wilson takes a beat to throw, waits for the play to develop, then throws it to Caleb Burrows towards the corner of the end zone, it looks like, for a touchdown. And just like that, Weber takes a 6-0 lead. They try to run the option to get the conversion here, but they are down just short. And so they have to settle for that 6-0 lead for now. Now, St. Thomas, they get the ball back. And here's how it starts. Jokowski throws the out route to Tyler Bryant. She gets them a solid gain. It's about second and two here. Right after that, Julian Jokowski finds Jada Graham on the drag route. That gets them a first down here. Now, right after that, Julian Jokowski tries to go over the middle here, but Breeza Robinson jumps this route and snags a nice interception that goes ahead and gives Weber the ball back here. And this time, they are on the edge of the red zone to start uh, past midfield. And here's what happens. Sam Wilson finds Robinson on the curl. She gets them a couple yards. Um, that would actually put them in the red zone uh, along with a first down on that play. Following that, Wilson finds Robinson again on the quick hitch route. Still second down. That went for maybe three-ish yards here. Following that, Wilson then throws the curl route to Caitlin Sigmundy. She gets a good gain, makes it about third and three here. And then here's what happens. We've seen this play before. They put Caitlin Sigmundy in motion here. She gets it on the jet sweep, or at least it looks like a jet sweep, before she pulls up and throws it to Kayla Burrows. We've seen this play before, like I said. And that goes for another Weber touchdown, making it a 12-0 Weber lead now they try to get the conversion here wilson throws it to sigmundi uh but she's not quite able to get possession before stepping out and so they will have to settle once more for the 12 to 0 lead 
Now, St. Thomas trying to uh, bounce back here. They go ahead and sub out Yolkowski and put in Jada Graham, who gets the party started with an accurate throw over the middle to Tiffany Walker. That goes for a first down and almost a 20-yard gain. Following that, Graham under pressure takes off for another solid scramble, another solid gain here. Gets about 15 and the first down, two first downs in a row right there for Jada Graham. Now Graham runs the option right after that on first down, pitches it I think to Maya Salas who gets them a nice gain, but it's about second in inches here. And so second down, Graham goes ahead and actually takes a deep shot to the back of the end zone to a wide open to Shumba Washington here. It looks like blown coverage by this Weber defense, uh, but it is slightly overthrown here. And so the ball goes out of bounds uh, and that's that. And so here we go, it's third down. They snap it to Graham, who then tosses it to Salas, who goes ahead and gets them a pretty easy first down, putting them in the red zone for the first time today for St. Thomas. But that is short-lived as Jada Graham on the next play tries to throw the post route, trying to stay aggressive, but Kaitlyn Sigmundy goes ahead and baits this one, gets a huge interception jumping that route, and goes ahead and gets Weber, the football back, with a chance to go up by three scores early on in this game. And so here's what happens uh, to start. Wilson throws the drag to Denise Garcia, who then pitches it to Malia Domingo. They almost get the first down. It's about second and one which doesn't matter as Wilson throws it to Caleb Burrows who spins out of a tackle and gets that first down there to keep this drive alive and then right before the second quarter Wilson throws it over the middle to her center I think who gets them another first down this time past midfield here now they do they are able to run one more play but uh, it goes for a minimum game here. Minimum gain, which is like a yard or two. That brings up second down. And that's where Weber starts here in the second quarter. Second down, um, they go ahead and try to pitch it here. But unfortunately, it's dropped. It's now third down. And so here we go. Third down. Samos and drops back. Finds Robinson, who gets a solid gain of four. So now it's about fourth and nine still doable and Weber decides to go for it here up by a bit and so here's what happens Wilson evades the pass rush and then throws it to Breeza Robinson who catches the football I think and then they kind of throw her down it's a little excessive here and the refs throw a flag on it obviously and that pretty much gives Weber an automatic first down and also moves them pretty close to the end zone uh, of course right now they are in the red zone and so it's first down in the red zone Wilson throws it to Hayden Roop but it's incomplete there Following that, Wilson feels some pressure. She checks it down to Malia Domingo. Gets about second or two yards. And that brings up about third down. And then here on third down, Wilson once again throws a dime to the right corner 
of the end zone, finding a wide open Caleb Burrows, who toe taps this one in for the touchdown. They lead 18 to zero, but they go ahead and add on here as a Wilson tosses an easy one to Hayden Roop, who's wide open over the middle. And just like that, Weber takes a commanding 19 to zero lead here over number five, St. Thomas. And so there's nine minutes left in the second quarter still plenty of time st thomas they're trying to get something going and so i believe they keep graham in here at quarterback she throws an incomplete pass that brings up second down a uh, nice pass breakup by emma balaco on that one forcing the issue and so second down graham throws the swing route to dominique parks who goes ahead and gets the first down and then right after that, once more, Graham goes back to Dominique Parks, the freshman, for another first down, this time on the post route over the middle. That gets them past midfield. And so St. Thomas, they got a little bit going for them. Now they got to finish the drive. But Graham, she's forced out of the pocket. And this time scrambles for a small gain. Doesn't get the first down, so it's second down here. And on second down, Graham then aims for Parks again. But it's slightly overthrown here. Um, this is, by the way, a missed touchdown opportunity here. Because she was pretty wide open on this post route. But can't get that one back so now it's third and five here and they go ahead and try to throw the out route but zoe Mello gets a big time interception jumping this route and that's the third interception for weber by the way she gets this across midfield here so great positioning for weber once more to start and so with the ball and looking to go ahead and hammer the nail in the coffin early on in this game. Sam Wilson throws it to Caitlin Sigmundy, who then pitches it to Jasmine the Flash Henry, who gets a solid gain of four or five yards. Now it's second down here. And this is where Sam Wilson dials up a deep shot and finds Kayla Burrows in 1v1. She beats her defender, uh, scorches her, honestly, uh, gets a lot of separation and gets a Big time touchdown here. Now for the extra point attempt, this is how it works. Sam Wilson feels the pressure and throws the football, but the ball once again is tipped. Regardless, they now lead 25-0 to here despite only getting one extra point. Um, this one is pretty much over. I'm basically just going to read what happens uh, leading up into the second half here. Finishing out this half, at least. And so here's what happens. They pull Yolkowski back in at quarterback. St. Thomas, Thomas does. And uh, Yolkowski finds Carissa Dolce on the out route. That gives them a first down. They kind of get something going here. Following that, uh, Yolkowski tries to go deep to Jada Graham, but Caitlin Sigmundy almost jumps another pass and gets another interception, but runs out of real estate here and uh, basically steps out of bounds. And so that's an incompletion. Then on third down, there's a dropped pass here. That basically brings up fourth, uh, fourth down, and St. Thomas is forced to punt it. And so... Here we go. They're near midfield. It's about uh, first and one here. But a uh, mishandled direct snap makes it a tough second and ten. But on second and ten, no worries. Wilson goes ahead, finds Denise Garcia over the middle, makes it a manageable third and three. 
And then following that, Wilson takes a deep shot down the left sideline to Caitlin Sigmundi. But this one is just out of reach here. And so that brings up fourth down following that incompletion. But no worries. Wilson under pressure. Checks it down to Denise Garcia who gets them another first down here and across uh, midfield as well. And so first down. Wilson goes ahead and goes back to Denise Garcia, but this one's a bit too high. That's incomplete. It's second down. And so on second down, uh, Wilson goes ahead and hits Hayden Roop on time on the curl route. She slips out of a tackle and goes ahead and gets the first down, putting Weber back in the red zone once more and then a couple plays later here's what happens wilson aims for the dig route this time to breeze robinson who goes ahead and spins out of out of the tackle after making that catch and makes it a 31 to 0 game this is actually the first touchdown scored by somebody that is not caleb burrows now the conversion is no good but it doesn't matter it's 31 to 0 and that's basically the end of the game here weber would go on and win 37 to 14 here caleb burrows with four receiving touchdowns against one of the best defenses in the country all in the first half here and on top of that um by the way she won player of the game and on top of that you know you had a number of interceptions in the first half by weber three interceptions i believe Partially, it's on St. Thomas for just not great quarterback play today. But, you know, if you're Weber, you have to make the play regardless. And so you got to be feeling really good if you are Weber here. Uh, I, in my personal opinion, I believe they have solidified themselves as a top four team in the country right now. But still, though, a good dub for Weber as once again they beat St. Thomas 37 to 14. Now let us transition a little bit here let's go ahead and talk about the last game of the week Ottawa versus Kansas Wesleyan the first game here in the KCAC on February 25th 2023 and they are in or they're at Kansas Wesleyan, by the way, for this game. But Ottawa, they start on offense, and so here's how this one goes. Madison Carrera in at quarterback, the starter, the defending MVP here, goes ahead and throws the drag route to her center, Madeline uh, Scalisi. That makes it second and one here on second and one though Carrera with the sidearm throw to Alyssa Gillespie on the out route goes ahead and gets a huge gain Gillespie does on a nice 15 to 20 yard play to get them to midfield about midfield and give them a first down um not the greatest flag pulling by Kansas Wesleyan on that play as Gillespie kind of just slips out of those poles now to start here, uh, there's a great pass deflection by a KWU defender that makes it second down. I believe it's Nikayla Howard, number 23, who makes that pass deflection in 1v1. And so here we go, second down. Carrera, feeling the pressure, flips it to Bailey Hodgins, who then laterals it for a gain of about 15 or so yards here. It's about third and five and so third down here Carrera under pressure pump fakes before throwing the out route here um her flag or the receiver's flag is just barely pulled but still pulled 
making it a fourth and one situation. And so Ottawa, they decide to go for it here, obviously, at midfield. It's fourth and one. Carrera, once again, under pressure. This time, decides to run around a little bit, evading that pressure, but eventually finds Bailey Hodgins, who makes a perfect toe-tap catch, making it first, uh, sorry, first down uh, and inches this time in the red zone. This was a pretty deep pass, by the way, here. Uh, Carrera had to run around for quite a bit. This went for over 20 yards i'm pretty sure but following that carrera gets the job done rolls out and throws it to madeline scalisi she rolls out right for this one and she catches a touchdown giving ottawa the early 6-0 lead in the, or on the extra point here carrera goes over the middle here to jaslyn camacho on the pass makes it a 7-0 lead now Kansas Wesleyan, they get the ball with 8 minutes, 13 seconds left. Brianna Hernandez-Silva trotting out there at quarterback for this KWU squad here. And on the first play, takes a shot downfield on the run, but it is incomplete. It's actually a little bit of an inaccurate pass here. Uh, it was almost picked off, but it wasn't. And so now it's second down here. And on second down, Silva throws to the curl route against pressure. But unfortunately, this one is overthrown. And so now it's third down here. And on third down, I believe it is, I could be mistaken, but I believe it is Lauren Clark who forces her out of the pocket. And Hernandez Silva scrambles here, outruns her, and gets the first down, extending this drive and so here we go it's first down following that silva tries to throw the drag route but it is dropped here just not the greatest i mean it's just a concentration drop to be honest with you and so now it's second down here second down brianna hernandez silva evades the rusher and then launches one deep here but it is underthrown here and Haley mckay for ottawa has the leverage and gets a big time pick for ottawa giving them the ball back on offense here and so ottawa back on offense carrera goes ahead and gets out there forced out of structure here they're getting a lot of pressure on her by the way and throws a deep to the freshman from panama tatiana dos santos who makes a great sideline catch for the first down they're past midfield here on about a 20 yard gain following that carrera uh tries to throw it here it's almost intercepted uh on the short throw but it goes down as a PBU, and so now it's second down here, where Carrera, under pressure once more, tries to throw the curl route, but it is uncharacteristically overthrown, and so that brings up third down here, and on third down, Carrera is actually almost sacked, but tries to throw it over the middle, which is, again, almost intercepted by Shania Marape here, the freshman from Canada, uh, but it's not. And it's incomplete. And that actually forces Ottawa to punt it. I feel like it's been a really long time since they were forced to do that here in the KCAC. So this is big time. 
but on the punt return, Angel Roman goes ahead and fields it and then throws a behind-the-back pass. Sensational to Kieran DeCure, I want to say. Excuse me if I'm saying that name wrong, but she goes ahead and breaks loose, makes one person miss, and breaks loose for a huge KWU return. They actually start past midfield on about a 40-50 to 50 yard return here. Gotta love that. There's about 2 minutes 41 seconds um, on what was an excellent play on special teams. And so here we go. First time, Rihanna Hernandez Silva under pressure. Goes ahead and scrambles. Gets a solid gain here. But they do throw a personal foul on Ottawa. I believe one of the rushers ran into a blocker for KWU. That not only gets them a first down. But it does get, I mean, it tags on a couple more yards and moves them up just a bit here. And so it's basically first and one on the edge of the red zone. And so here's what happens. Double rushers for Ottawa. Uh, they apply the pressure. Hernandez Silva flips it to Kendra Velasquez Monroe. Her flag is pulled basically at the line of scrimmage. That makes it second down here and on second down Hernandez Silva finds the freshman Jasmine Whitfield on the curl route that goes ahead and gives them a first down here in the red zone Kansas Wesleyan cooking here with something to work with they're about 15 yards out it's first down here and on first down Hernandez Silva scrambles after feeling once again the pressure here and gets a nice 10 or so yard gain tiptoeing down that sideline and so here we go second and five here silva tries to throw it but it looks like there's a miscommunication between her and her receiver it's incomplete it's now third and five here and so here we go they're in a tight set uh, lined up real close to each other everyone is except for obviously the quarterback hernandez silva and so they go ahead and snap it hernandez silva is flushed out the pocket uh, out right here throws it on the run it's a little bit behind a little late and so that makes it a fourth and five situation entering the second quarter for Kansas Wesleyan uh, Ottawa only up seven to zero at this point all right now fourth and five in the red zone here Hernandez Silva tries to sidearm this throw but it is deflected by Ottawa that is a huge win for that Ottawa defense that's a turnover on downs and so here we go, 11 minutes, 57 seconds in the second quarter. Carrera throws to Maya Quinn, uh, which is completed for a minimum gain, maybe one or two yards, to be honest with you. But after that, Carrera, she feels the pressure and takes off for at least 15 yards, but most importantly, does get the first down. Now, once more, Carrera, she is under pressure. KWU bringing in a lot of heat, but she combats this with her legs and goes ahead and scrambles, gets a nice positive gain of about nine yards here. Second down here, Carrera throws the out route to Jocelyn Camacho. That would go ahead and give them a first down on a gain of about seven and also put them uh, past midfield here as Ottawa is moving the football. Now Carrera, under pressure once more, throws it deep to Tatiana Dos Santos, and she has to stop for this one, but she goes ahead and soars for this reception here, just out jumping all the Kansas Wesleyan defenders, and actually, once she gets this catch, almost runs this one in for a huge touchdown, what is pulled just short with about five yards to go, and so here we go, Ottawa, 
first down in the red zone five yards to go. Madison Carrera rolls out right and throws it, but Angel Roman is there, and she actually gets her hands on it and catches this, but she is ruled out here, and so the huge would-be interception does not count. And so second down here, Carrera aims for the corner, corner route here and then goes ahead and throws it to Jaslyn Camacho who makes a tough catch uh, in really good 1v1 coverage and pins this football against her shoulder for the touchdown and also giving Ottawa the 13-0 lead. Um, now on the extra point, Carrera goes ahead and finds Alyssa Linkus in the back of the end zone, makes it a 14-0 lead just like that. Oh, Kansas Wesleyan with the ball. They're trying to get on the board here with about 7.38 left in this first half. And here's what happens. Hernandez Silva forced out left. Scrambles gets maybe a gain of one yard. So now it's second down and four here. They run the play. The play happens. I believe it's a check down here, but they call roughing the passer on Ottawa. And so that actually gives Kansas Wesleyan another automatic first down. And so here we go, first down, uh, Hernandez Silva under pressure, tries to throw the comeback route, but it is not a great decision as it's almost intercepted. It does fall to the ground, and so now it's only second and 14 here for Kansas Wesleyan. And here's what happens, second 14, Hernandez Silva takes off on the run and gets a nice gain of 12 yards, feeling that everlasting Ottawa pressure, it seems like, that is just there all the time and so third and two near midfield uh hernandez silva this time under pressure by dj paris um she is forced to throw this one away so that makes it fourth and two where kansas wesleyan actually decides to punt this one even though they are near midfield and so they punt it and ottawa they have the ball with 356 left and here's what happens. Carrera finds Bailey Hodgins in the flat. And she goes ahead and gets them a first down on a nice gain after the catch. Following that, Carrera finds Maya Quinn, who then throws it to Bailey Hodgins, uh, who almost gets the first down. It's second and one here. Doesn't matter, though, as Carrera would find Bailey Hodgins for a third straight reception on the curl route. That would get them a first down across midfield. And then here we go. First down, Carrera on the run. Finds Alyssa Linkus here near the right sideline, who then makes a ton of KWU defenders miss. Just really bad flag pulling by them, and basically walks in for the touchdown. Ottawa taking a 20-0 lead. They're not able to get that uh, conversion there. So there you go. Now KWU, they try to get something going, but, you know, a couple drops here, and... Uh, couple plays where they're just really well covered and they're really getting uh the pressure on hernandez silva here results in a fourth down and a kwu punt and that's basically how the first half ends ottawa leading 20 to 0 here pretty much a couple plays away from putting this one away here uh, but still, it's only 20-0. If KWU could get on the board here and not, al not allow Ottawa to score, then they'd be in business. So here we go. Second half, Kansas Wesleyan, they start with the football. They do get a first down to start here. Uh, Silva, Hernandez Silva finds Angel Amaris, who goes ahead and gets them that first down. But a couple plays later, they are near midfield, and here's what happens. DJ Paris rushing Hernandez Silva gets 
a hand on the football, it seems like, because his ball kind of wobbles a little bit and is picked off by linebacker Abby Brown of Ottawa, who goes ahead and returns this one into the red zone. Not quite scoring, but does get this offense started in the red zone. And so Ottawa once more here in the red zone trying to score really put this one away Carrera throws the out route to Madison Berg who gets a solid gain it's about second and four second and goal after that they do the option they hand it off to Randria uh, Gramble she is stopped at the line of scrimmage it's third down here and so third down Carrera tries to scramble and then backs up before firing off a pass this one's incomplete, so just like that, it is 4th and 7, and on 4th and 7, Carrera tries to run around here, but it's Anstian uh, Rabano. I want to say, excuse me if I'm saying that wrong, but the freshman, I believe, for Kansas Wesleyan, goes ahead and tracks down Carrera and gets a huge sack, and just like that, that's a turnover on downs as this offense, or as this defense, comes up big uh, for Kansas Wesleyan and it's them a pretty big stop here Kansas Wesleyan they are on offense they would go ahead and get a first down that is because of a personal foul I believe the rusher ran into the blocker can't do that and so there you go there now following that Silva is almost sacked but she gets it to her receiver number 14 Angel Amar Amarez who goes ahead and gets them a first down past midfield but a couple plays later you have a couple incompletions you have one minimal type of gain here which is really a check down to Kentro Velasquez Monroe who gets you fourth and or gets you four or five yards um all of that brings up fourth and 13 here where Silva is once more forced to scramble but is unfortunately maybe two yards short of the first down that's a big turnover on downs here now Ottawa they do have the football here but they do have a couple incompletions well they have a scramble excuse me and then they have an incompletion here that brings up fourth and one just like that and they are basically forced to punt it they actually go three and out here uh good defense by this Kansas Wesleyan defense here so there you go now after throw to Angel Amaris it's third and five here but Hernandez Silva finds Angel Roman on the out who goes ahead and gets them the first down and that's how they start the fourth quarter here still 20 to 0 now Hernandez Silva first down throws a slant which goes for a good gain but a penalty is thrown once again on Ottawa here kind of accumulating a lot of penalty yardage despite leading and that goes ahead and gives KWU a first down past mid field here and then following that play Hernandez Silva takes the snap evades the pressure from Clark and she goes ahead and steps up and throws a beautiful deep bomb to Kieran DeCure De I want to say like I said I apologize if I'm saying that wrong and she burns his defense for a huge 30 ish yard touchdown still though Ottawa leads 20 to 6 now on the conversion, Brianna Hernandez Silva actually walks this one in, makes it 20 to 7, but they throw an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on Ottawa. And so KWU, instead of taking the points, elects to go for two instead of one. And on this play, Hernandez Silva misses the out route. And so Ottawa still leads 20 to 6 here. Obviously, hindsight's 20-20, but you probably want your points there. Still, though, plenty of time. 
10.37 left here. And here's what happens. Madison Carrera forced to scramble once more. Uh, she is just barely able to get the first down. Still gets it, uh, though. And so, there you go. Now, following that, there's an incompletion. It's second down. And so, here we go. Second down. Carrera, she's getting blitzed. Throws it to Madeline Cal uh, Scalisi, excuse me, up the middle here on the seam, it seems like. And she gets a pretty big gain, making it third and four. And then on third on third and four here, they go ahead and attempt a double pass. Maya Quinn being the second quarterback who throws it to Jaslyn Camacho, who gets them a first down to cross midfield. Following that, there is another, another double pass. This time, it goes to Bailey Hodgins. Now it's second and nine here. Then one more time, Madison Carrera finds Madeline Scalisi again for the first down, putting them in the red zone now on first down Carrera is forced to run um gets a couple yards makes makes it second and six here still pretty manageable following that Carrera passes it to Maya Quinn who gives it back to Carrera ultimately Carrera tries to throw it it's incomplete so it's third and six here third down once again, Carrera is forced left here. KWU bring the pressure, and she throws it to Tatiana Dos Santos, who gets her first collegiate touchdown here and extends this lead 26-6 for Ottawa. And on the extra point, Carrera once again forced out the pocket, throws it to Jasmine Camacho, who gets the conversion, and now they lead 27-6. This one is basically done here. Kansas Wesleyan would try to drive, but Lauren Clark, the freshman, gets a big-time uh, interception, her first of her career, by the way, and almost returns it for a touchdown, but it is stopped short here. And that will basically seal this game as Ottawa wins 33-6 here. Player of the game has to go to Madison Carrera, in my opinion. She hit four different receivers for a touchdown, played a pretty clean game, you know, kept plays alive with her legs, and really kept the ball moving and extended some of those drives. So, great win for Ottawa here to start the season. Now, let's go ahead and talk Playmaker of the Week. Uh, first off, I'm going to start by talking about all the playmakers here playmakers who won player of the game out of that kaiser versus weber game on that thursday uh kennedy foster was my player of the game eight receptions 73 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown all in a comeback dub against weber there also had two tackles on defense so boom there you go now talking about the florida memorial versus uh warner game here warner obviously won that one this one is pretty tough but i think i'm gonna have to go with anna vincencini the freshman she had a receiving touchdown plus a pretty key flagpole on that conversion so gotta give it to her there now jumping to the Saturday games, you have Kaiser versus Thomas, and this may not show the most, I would say maybe in the box score here, as I believe she only had, I think she only had a tackle, yeah, but she had a lot of pressure on the opposing quarterback all day, and that is Thomas's Jada Reese, who really just forced Jasmine Ronan uh, to be real uncomfortable and miss some really key plays. And so, gotta give the credit to Jada Reese and that entire Thomas defense just playing extremely well in a big-time game against Kaiser. 
talking Weber versus St. Thomas here. Another big-time game here. I think I got to give this one to Kayla Burrows. She really turns up in this game. Six receptions, 70 receiving yards, four receiving touchdowns on the first half, by the way. Uh, and then on defense, also had five tackles and a pass breakup. All in a huge statement dub over St. Thomas. So you got to love that. And the last candidate for Playmaker of the Week has to go to Ottawa's Madison Carrera in their debut against Kansas Wesleyan, 19 of 28, 226 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, also at 39 rushing yards and only four attempts there. Uh, did a really good job for this team. Obviously, no turnovers, found four different wide receivers as well. Uh, throwing the football just really efficient per usual this is kind of something that you would expect out of Ottawa anyways but with all of that being said I'm gonna have to go with Kayla Burrows from Weber I mean she really turned up against one of the best defenses in my opinion in the entire country four receiving touchdowns in the first half also tag on five tackles on defense that is big time. That's prime time. I mean, whenever are you going to see that happen again against a pretty good, solid defense, you know? So there you go. Caleb Burrows from Weber is your week two NEIA Women's Flag Football Playmaker of the Week. All right, now let's talk about the week two power rankings and a little bit of a spoiler, I guess. I mean, look, uh, I talked with Cody, you know, obviously. We saw the games, we took our notes, talked it over, and, you know, we decided the power rankings are going to say the exact same. Uh, we kind of just found ourselves at a point where we felt like we were just making more argument, not making more arguments, but kind of, you know, giving some teams a little bit more leeway and arguing some things a little bit more than we felt like we needed to uh, for third to be changes. You know, and so if we get to that point where it's like, all right, well, we're nitpicking and we just want changes for changes, then who cares? It's going to stay the same. And so just in case y'all don't remember the power rankings, let's start from uh, bottom to top here. Tied here at 13th because they haven't played yet is Bethel College, Reinhardt, and Campbellsville. They will be debuting, I believe, this next week. And so uh, we'll definitely be tuning in. That should be some good stuff there. As well as Milligan, they'll be debuting as well. They are at 12th. Then we got Cotty at 11. Uh, FMU at 10 still. 9, Midland 8, St. Mary 7. We kept Warner here. Yes, they did beat Florida Memorial. It was a really close game though. Uh, it, I, I don't know if beating Florida Memorial, who by the way is now 0-3 even though it's been pretty much all close games, especially this one. This was their closest game. I don't know if that is worth moving them up. Uh, even when the number six spot in Kansas Wesleyan lost. And let's talk about Kansas Wesleyan here right now uh, because they are at six here. 
we kind of felt like they didn't deserve to get dropped too far down here. Granted, some of these teams haven't played yet, so that's definitely, uh, you know, being kept in consideration. Plus, it's early on in the season, obviously. And this was their first game against Ottawa. And, I mean, it wasn't that bad. There was one point where it was like 20-6. to 6, Well, 20-7. to 7, And then it became 20-6 to 6, uh, because they wanted to go for two after that penalty. And they didn't get it. And so... That was a game that felt pretty close. And plus, honestly, when talking about Kansas Wesleyan versus Ottawa games, this was their closest matchup um, pretty much of all time. I mean, they lost 33-6. to I guess the next closest might be 34-7. to That actually might be the exact same deficit. But unlike those previous games, it wasn't exactly over at halftime. I mean, yeah, they were up 20-0, to zero, but they did have red zone trips. They did stop them a couple of times as well, which I feel like we really haven't seen before. Keep an eye out on Kansas Wesleyan. And plus, it's the first game for their, you know, first-year head coach as well. I don't think you could really get mad at that right now against the defending two-time defending national champs. Nah, I think you're good for now. It'll be interesting to see how close they play them next time, though. Hopefully, they continue to improve. But this is one of their closer games against Ottawa. Uh, and by the way, they did score kind of a garbage time touchdown at the end as well. So really, you know, subtract those seven points there. But it is what it is. For now, we're going to keep them at 6. Obviously, they haven't done enough to move up into top 5. We kind of don't feel like they should move below Warner just yet, who I believe is 1-1 one one right now. They are 1-1. One one. Uh, granted, their other loss was to was a 12-7 loss to St. Thomas, who isn't too far ahead of them. So, there you go. I think those pretty much stay the same for now. The rest of these teams really haven't played uh, FMU. I mean, I know they are 0-3. I do want to comment on this real quick. But I don't believe they've done enough to move down yet. I'm going to keep saying this. They're going to upset somebody that's in front of them, though. And it's not going to be a surprise because they're the way they're playing some of these teams really close. They're due for a win eventually, a quality win eventually. So I'm holding out that they're going to, you know, improve here. For now, they're at number 10. I mean, they do play in a really tough conference as well um, with most of those teams in the top 10. So that's that's kind of a tough go. But let's go ahead and move on. At five, we have St. Thomas here. <sighs> they are now, after uh, this week two here, St. Thomas is now... They're one and two, um, lost to Weber and lost to Thomas. Those are their only two losses to the teams in the top four. Can't really hold them to that. I mean, plus, I mean, obviously the Weber game was not close at all. I don't know if that's ever going to happen again where they get beat that badly. It really shouldn't. But, you know, the Thomas game was relatively close here. I think there are still things that St. Thomas has to work on. I would say especially on the offensive side. I know your defense allowed 30 points in the first half. I don't know when that's ever going to happen again, to be honest with you. I think they're too talented for that to for them to ever allow that to happen again. What I'm more concerned about is the offense. Because I think, once again, there is a legitimate probably quarterback battle i mean this is the second game in a row where you took out julian yolkowski and put in jada graham 
and it wasn't like you know she was in for packages and Yolkowski came back in. She took over whole drives, and so you got to figure out the quarterback position to me. Um, I know you are rolling with Yolkowski and whatnot to start games. Maybe you try to switch that up or do something. I mean, some of these teams also run two quarterback sets, more of those as well. So maybe that's the move. But, you know, we'll just have to see for now. I believe they are going to stay here at five. Cody believes that as well. We feel like they do have an edge on teams like you know, Warner, uh, who they obviously beat, and Kansas Wesleyan right now as well. But, you know, definitely don't be surprised if they move down after week three, especially if they can't figure things out on offense uh, there especially. And they the offense didn't play great either. I mean, they had like three, they threw three interceptions in the first half. Both quarterbacks threw an interception. So, Got to figure something out. You know, you got to get more consistent there. You got to get your playmakers like Rihanna Baker, Tyler Bryant, more touches, in my opinion. Um, I know they are probably getting bracketed and stuff, but you got to find a way, you know. And so right now, they are, they are at five. I don't think there's any reason as of right now to move them down. But as more teams play, as the season goes on, that could definitely change. And so they are probably a little bit in the danger zone, uh, in danger of falling out of the top five. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the top four. I feel like, if anything, and Cody believes this as well, that this top four solidified themselves even more after week two. Let's talk about Weber. So Weber, they blew out St. Thomas. It was not close. And I think this is just another one of those games where they showed how much potential they truly have. And really, I feel like they showed that they could truly be a contender. I mean, St. Thomas is not a bad defense at all. Uh, and, you know, it, part of it was just, you know, them not having a good day and whatnot. But you got to make your layups, right? Even though they leave you open, you got to make your layups. You got to get the dubs you feel like you should be getting, especially big ones. And I feel like Weber made a little bit of a statement here. Sam Wilson was on top of it. She was on fire. Obviously, you got Kayla Burroughs. If you don't cover her correctly, consistently, she's going to go crazy like she did. Four touchdowns in the first half. You know, that's the type of playmaker she is right there uh she is the playmaker of the week for a reason and so you love to see that uh then you have other players who are really coming on lately as well jasmine henry flash for them she has been uh, a menace off the edge as a pass rusher really not allowing teams to have too much time there and that i feel like has been a pretty big game changer for them throw in other players you know you got hayden roop Reza robinson um kayla burrows who are going to always do their thing on defense but then you also have freshman Caitlin Sigmundy playing both sides, both at receiver and at safety. At safety, she's not going to get fooled too many times. There was that one time where I feel like it might have been her responsibility uh, where Tashumba Washington got really open behind her. But fortunately for them, the pass was overthrown. Uh, but, you know, she's still a freshman. I even then, though really like her game i mean we've been liking her game since her junior year i did her film breakdowns and whatnot and so i'm just really happy we're all really happy uh for her to be turning up because i think she's going to be a really important part for this weber defense uh and team in general on offense she kind of 
provides another receiving option there because obviously they're gonna bracket Caleb Burrows but then you have Kalen Sigmund who can make some really good passes you have that little sweep play that you run with her that you know eventually she's gonna run in for herself instead of throwing it I just know it and so she has been a big time contribution to that scrub also want to shout out Hayden Roop as well I mean so many players for this Weber team really showed up for them in this last game and throughout this season uh, currently, I believe right now, Weber is actually 2-0 and because they did beat FMU 20-7. to Excuse me, sorry, they are 2-1 and because they did lose to Kaiser in a real close one. I mean, they lost to them 20-18, and it was on a walk-off touchdown. They had their chances of winning that game, to be honest with you. It came down to that one play. You could have deflected it. It was fourth down. Uh, on top of that, I mean, if you get another score, then you pretty much put that one away. Regardless, for them to play Kaiser within, you know, a two-point margin, a one-score margin, that, to me, shows that they also deserve to be here in the top four. Uh, because that's a game to me that could have went really either way. And if it did, you know, they would have moved up. They probably would be, well, they wouldn't be two, but they'd be three, you know, which is still better than four. Obviously, that's <laughs> that's real basic math there. But be on the lookout for Weber. You know, this is another team that I feel like might be able to knock off somebody here in the top four. Um, one of the teams in the three spots ahead of them. So... We'll see. Really impressed by how they responded against a solid St. Thomas team that's only ranked behind them, at least for now. So, uh, yeah, there you go. But Weber for sure deserves to be here in the top four moving forward. We'll see if they could keep it up, if they could stay consistent. Now, let's go ahead and talk Kaiser here, who is also 2-1 and one on the season. Uh, did beat Weber, came back and beat them thanks to some heroics from Kennedy Foster which you absolutely love to see. But then they came up a little bit short against Thomas. Lost 7-0. to zero, And it wasn't like they didn't have their chances. They had plenty of chances. I mean, you only had to score more than two times. And that would have been the dub. But, unfortunately, you just couldn't take advantage of some of those miscues that Thomas did have on offense and score. I mean, obviously, this Thomas defense is very good. And there were some plays that I'm sure they wish they had back, specifically that fourth down play where Roden threw a perfect ball and it was just dropped um, in the end zone. That's obviously tough. Can't have that against good teams. Now, it is early on in the season. You know, maybe they're not quite in midseason form yet. If that's the case, then they're only going to get better, really. And so for now, we're going to keep them at three. We don't believe we should move them down, uh, especially since they beat the number four team earlier this week. So there's, I for now, they're right here at three and four. If anything, if you really want to be nitpicky, you could have them tied in your power rankings. Uh, we're not going to do any ties in our national power rankings, and, except for that one at the bottom since those teams haven't played yet. But for now... I feel like Kaiser deserves to be here at three and not move up or down. They're two and one, so still a long season to go. Now, let's go ahead and talk about Thomas here at two, who is also two and oh on the season, beating St. Thomas last week and then beating Kaiser by a touchdown this week. 
Uh, okay, here. Their defense, I don't think, is any concern, obviously. They shut out Kaiser, which is arguably, you know, a top two offense in the entire country, along with Ottawa, I would say. And so, if you're the D.C., or if, you know, you're just looking at the defensive side of Thomas, you gotta feel really good. You know, you gotta feel great, to be honest with you, um, after that performance. Now, if you're looking at the offense, there's definitely more to be wanted there. Alexa Wilson still in that quarterback here. Uh, look, I do see why she is starting. She is very talented. That touchdown she finally got to Giselle Jones was absolutely clutch. It was on time. It was a great drive. Love to see that, you know. But there were also some plays where she just missed, you know. Um, and it's not like she's not seeing the field well. I feel like she's making the right reads. It comes down to making the play, right? That's what it comes down to, making the play, you know, finding a way to get it done. And so it is only her second game, which it feels kind of weird. It feels like they've played more than two games already here in week two. But maybe it's just because they've been, you know, pretty good games. Uh, but, you know, she's got to continue to get better. Uh and I, I hate saying that oh, it's only on one player and whatnot, but she is the quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback for your offense, then I don't in flag football. Do you really have a consistent contending level offense? You don't. And so we'll see what happens right now. They are 2-0. Can't knock them. They're undefeated. One of the few undefeated teams in the entire country right now, uh, you know, that has played so far. We'll see what happens, but there are definitely some red alerts around that offense, and it's not like they don't have talent. They obviously do, even adding on a freshman as well in Aaliyah Wood, who has been making plays. By the way, got her third, or sorry, second interception of her career, I believe, this week as well. That's pretty big time, you know, so you got pieces you've gotten better arguably on defense and on offense uh but the quarterback position they got to continue to get better you know there's there's just some plays that you gotta make you know and she's seeing them she's reading the defense well she's just missing some of these throws and that's not the worst thing in the world honestly she could just not be seeing anything but you know she throws it to whoever flashes in front of her and so there's there's that but this is the college level this is the highest level um well this is the highest level of collegiate women's flag football right now she's here for a reason and so hopefully she continues to figure it out until then this defense is gonna have to put in some work but eventually both sides of the football are going to have to contribute for them to be a true contender and even not just be a true contender but be a national championship winner that's the goal you know contending who cares you did that last season you're trying to win it all this season and get better at that too so there you go but uh they stay at two undefeated the only other undefeated squad even though they've only played one game so far here um through week two is ottawa they showed up against kansas wesleyan and even i also want to throw it out there because i don't think i put it in the recap they did not have Addie orsburn uh, i believe she was injured now that i think about it because i was looking through the box score and i was like oh she didn't get any uh touches at all but also i don't believe i saw her on offense at all which with the receivers the number of receivers ottawa has it almost didn't matter they're pretty much four or five deep 
I think these four or five starting receivers are all players that could start on other teams in the entire country and be the wideout one. So that's pretty scary. I mean, just looking at this offense here, after playing Kansas Wesleyan, which isn't a bad team, I mean, they're the second best team in the KCAC probably, but looking at this offense, I mean, you obviously have Madison Carrera. She played a really clean, good football game. I mean, I don't know. Uh, can't expect anything less from the reigning MVP, right? She did her thing, played good football, especially at quarterback there. Uh, didn't do too much, you know, really just kept those chains moving and stayed cool, calm, collected, moved the ball, scored. That's it. She did her job. Love to see that. She is a championship level winning quarterback, uh, obviously proven already, but continued to show that she hasn't missed the beat this season. So there you go. Then you look at her receivers, Alyssa Linkus, um, Bailey Hodgins. She was the lead receiver in this game, really turned up uh, for them. Uh, you have Jason Camacho, who made some big plays, had that nice touchdown that she pinned against her shoulder. And then you have the freshman, Tatiana Dos Santos, who only had like 50-ish yards in a touchdown this game. But she's going to be an issue. There's going to be one game where she breaks out and grabs like two or three touchdowns, three or four touchdowns, goes over 100 yards, and everyone's going to be like, oh, where did she come from? Maybe not everyone, but some people might look at it and be like, who's this freshman turning up? I mean, we knew what kind of player she was coming in, and she's going to be an issue. It already looks like she's going to be a mismatch. There are some plays where I feel like it was relatively well defended. And she was just taller. She was just more athletic. She was just more skilled. She went up and got it. And even then, I, she dropped a touchdown pass as well. Well, maybe not a touchdown pass. She dropped a really long uh, reception that was put in the bread basket. I don't know how many more times she's going to miss those. So, there you go. They got a beast over there. Uh, also, shout out Lauren Clark as well. She's a rusher. But she baited Brianna Hernandez Silva into an interception and almost took this one to a house, to the house as well. She is going to be an issue. She brought on a lot of pressure on Kansas Wesleyan. And, you know, they did relatively okay, you know, against them. Kansas Wesleyan did. But that doesn't change the fact that they were getting a lot of pressure on her. Between her and DJ Paris, who had a phenomenal game on defense, in my opinion, uh that defense is gonna continue to be scary that basically is returning everyone but you add in those two additions got some issues here if you are some other teams and so ottawa uh i believe is definitely reaching expectations it feels like they are better than they were last season but i am gonna throw this out there i didn't really realize this but it will be a a bit until they play again here almost two weeks and they're playing against FAU which is a club team and so it's not like you know they're not going to play anybody they're going to play some club teams here and there but uh it's just going to be a little bit different uh compared to previous seasons they do their Florida trip where they play FAU and UCF uh both with good flag football programs I hear by the way but that is in almost two weeks almost three weeks uh from now here um they play them on march 17th and march 19th and then the next game they play against an neia football team isn't until march 25th which is almost a whole month from now it is february 26th when i am recording this and so a lot of time a lot of time to kind of 
you know, I mean, uh, I'm not, I decided this pretty early on, you know, if teams play non-NAIA football teams and they beat him, I'm not going to count them towards the record and towards them moving up in the power rankings. Now, if they do lose to one of those teams, I might move them down depending on the team, uh, unless they're a first year program, then I'm not going to do that. Uh, but uh, well, that sounds real wishy-washy. We'll come back to that, but I'm not going to hold it into, you know, too much. I'm not going to account for that too much when uh, talking about power rankings because they're not NAIA teams that they are playing. And this is an NAIA recap, so just throwing that out there. But anyways, uh, back to auto. I mean, the next NAIA team they play is Midland on March 25th. That's a... Uh, that's a while from now, you know, and so I'm not worried about them being rusty, but they do have a little bit of a slow start before they hit April and they have like a million games here. Um, at least once one game a week. Some of them, they are there are a lot of weeks where they are playing two games that week. So it'll be really interesting to see how that works out here for Ottawa moving forward. But those are your power rankings once more. Uh, same as last week. Tied at 13, Reinhardt, Bethel, Campbellsville. Um, they should be debuting this week. So excited for that. At 12, along with those teams debuting is Milligan. Then you have Cotty at 11. FMU stays at 10. 9, Midland, 8, St. Mary. 7, Warner, 6, Kansas Wesleyan. 5, St. Thomas. 4, Weber. 3, Kaiser. 2, Thomas. And number 1, still Ottawa. Alright, so there you go. That actually wraps up this episode of the Playmakers Corner Podcast. Thank you so much for rocking with us, especially with my voice, which I feel like has been really up and down. Appreciate that patience, especially if you've already made it to the end here. But if you want to go ahead and show some love on social media, that's at Playmakers Corner on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as well. TikTok will be trying to post more content uh, there for this season. So if you have any great clips that you want us to post on our platform, uh, actually feel free to send it to us. We are pretty much always going to repost it. You want to help grow this game by growing this game. You know, you got to get exposure out there. You know, it can't just be me talking about it. You know, we got to get clips. It's a visual society now. So there you go. I guess it's always been a visual society. I don't know. That's a little too philosophical. But regardless, go ahead and show some love there. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube. That's where these uh, episodes are dropping as well. Plus, any TikToks we post on TikTok. We'll also post as a short on YouTube. So boom. And uh, yeah, we should be back with another uh, recap next Monday here. Hopefully, I mean, things are getting a little bit busy for both myself and Cody in our personal lives. We should be able to cover most of the games this week. Thursday might be a little bit iffy, but we'll do our best. And so if you have any intel or anything from those games or even from this week's games, feel free to DM us. You know, we love to interact with y'all, talk with y'all. We really appreciate y'all's support here. And, you know, we want to get all the insight we can so that we could properly tell the stories uh, across women's flag football. So, boom, there you go. But I've been your host, Simon Villanos, a.k.a. Coach of E, and I'll catch y'all next week.